Are you ready to discover new technology innovations in the restaurant industry? Sit back and relax, and welcome to the Tasty Scout Podcast, where you'll hear thought-provoking interviews with founders, CEOs, and players in the technology sector that are revolutionizing the food service industry and changing the restaurant landscape as we know it. Here's your host, founder and CEO of Tasty Scout, Tommy Stitt. So today's episode of the Tasty Scout podcast, I've got an amazing guest. He is the founder and CEO of the Love It app, which is getting ready to launch uh, July 1 of uh, 2020. And it's Rafael Garrido. Good morning, Rafael. Hey, good morning, Tommy. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm really excited to hear uh, about your app and about uh, your background and everything else. So uh, for the listeners, give us a little background uh, uh, on you and, um, and then we can move into kind of how the app got started. Sure. So uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, so glad to be here in your first podcast. Um, so I'm uh, originally from Spain. Uh, I have a you know, fairly broad sweeping business and technical experience. I was for the last 10 years uh, managing partner of a large multinational firm um, uh, in consulting and uh, management and IT consulting. Uh, which I joined when it was a startup. Uh, when I left, it was almost a $1.5 billion organization. Um, so in there, I took uh, all sorts of challenges and, 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 and launched uh, you know, new services, uh, work in different countries. Probably one third of my professional life was in Europe, one third uh, Latin America, uh, one third here in the States, uh, where I've been for the past uh, almost eight years now. And, uh, you know, uh, turning around operations, launching new countries, uh, uh, traveling into new industries, uh, large accounts, and so on and so forth. So pretty intense ride, in, uh, as I said, in different industries, services, uh, and countries. And, uh, and they, that gave me an appetite for uh, kind of like entrepreneurial ventures. I, I define myself as an entrepreneur uh, when I'm working for a, a large company. And uh, about uh, a year now, I, I had a, a chance, I had the opportunity to decide whether I wanted to uh, to take on a new mission as an entrepreneur again uh, and continue my corporate professional life somewhere in Europe, or uh, you know to remain here in the States doing something something new. So I, I actually uh, decided to uh, to launch a, a venture of my own. And, uh, and chase a dream, and, uh, and here I am. You know, fast forward one year, and uh, I'm with a brand new company about to go live. Yeah. So tell me how that project got started. What was the thought process that you went through? What was the pain, the the pain point, or the thing that the problem that you were trying to come up with a solution for? Yeah. Well, it was kind of a, a process. Uh, we were thinking and discussing for a while, and uh, you know, first of all, my, my wife and myself, we are we have both been both been raised in, in very uh, thrift environments. Uh, my uh, my my parents, for example, they are children of the Spanish uh, post Civil War. They were both raised in family where you know food as well as any other good was uh, very much valued. And uh, nothing was spared, so they, they kind of pass those values to, to their children, as parents often do. And uh, I often joke that they practice like a radical circular economy without uh, ever had heard uh, the term, because uh, uh, leaving food and eating uh, was totally out of the question in my house. So uh, when I settled in the in the USA some eight years ago, I, I was at first kind of uh, surprised, astonished, even shocked by the amount of uh, waste that that I saw. 
uh, in the in the restaurant industry and, and in general. You know, it did not make sense to me that uh, even food business are so stretched in general because, uh, as you know, they have uh, they work with uh, razor thin uh, margin that they throw away perfectly edible fresh food. Uh, just because they were not able to sell it, you know, I, I get that they need to have it, uh, you know, on the shelves to to serve everybody that, that comes along. But food being one third of the uh, expenses, uh, it didn't make sense to me that they threw it away uh, to then barely make it by the end of the of the month. So, uh, you know, uh, also I'm kind of like a foodie at heart, and I'm also a cook. I, I really enjoy. Uh, eating and I think the food is uh, what unites us all and uh, you know I, I thought hey why don't we work with uh, you know something to improve the situation right and uh, I'm uh, passionate about technology I, I really enjoy technology all my career has been in the technology space so like merging both uh, passions with came out of uh, with this idea of uh, you know creating a marketplace that actually uh, make it much more efficient. You know, uh, we are getting started in the the food uh, retailer level, uh, but uh, we have plans to grow both horizontally and, and vertically up and down the, the value chain because there is plenty of opportunity in there. So, so Rafael, tell me who is your ideal uh, customer as far as on the on the uh, vendor side? What would that what does that person look like? I mean, is it a re- is it a really a restaurant? Is it a bakery? Is it a uh grocery store what's kind of like the ideal uh, dream dream client for you on that side yeah good question it's uh, actually anyone who has a perishable product uh, that they want to uh, sell instead of throw away right so uh, this uh, you know by this definition uh, bakeries uh, and cafes are definitely in the category uh, and actually any business that has food on the shelves uh, with uh, chef life. Uh, restaurants, uh, it depends on the type of restaurant. Quick service restaurants have more of these. Uh, food service restaurants uh, where you sit down and place an order, uh, they normally cook to order, so they, they end up uh, with less uh, surplus. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, from time to time, they, they also have surplus or they have things that they have prepared in advance, and by the end of the day, uh, have not sold it all. So, uh, but it could also be a florist if you think of it. You know, florists sell uh, perishable products, which are flowers, and uh, from time to time they end up uh, with uh, uh, some surplus of flowers. So they could sell that on the platform as well. You know, most of our customer, of our partners, sorry, are actually food business, but there are also some florists that are interested in in, in leveraging the platform themselves. Um, they can also some of our partners they are uh, seeing the platform as useful and this is very interesting because you create it with uh, an API in mind and then you see that the client uh, uh, you know shape it to whatever they need and it is very interesting and um, some of them they say hey it's not that I have so much surplus but I think this is a very good channel for me to run uh, kind of like flash sales or happy hours uh, on the go you know, whatever, whatever I need, if I have something that I want to sell uh, with a 50% off, uh, why wouldn't I? You know, it could be fresh tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, but I want to sell it now. And can I use the app for that? And we go like, sure. I mean, why not? Uh, you know, as, as, as far as it helps you thrive, 
uh, we are okay with that and we are very much in the business of helping food businesses thrive. So this is kind of like a second use case. Right. So we talked about like the, the benefit to the, to the vendor, to the business owner, which is recouping money that they wouldn't have normally because they would be throwing that food away. Then we talked about for a minute about the savings side for the end user like me uh, who can get stuff that they really enjoy, uh, items that they really, uh, that they really like at a, at a deep discount up to 50% off. But there's an even more important part of this project, which is how it's going to have a positive impact on the environment because of the tremendous negative impact on the environment that food waste has. So why don't you talk for a minute about what are the, are the environmental uh, aspects of how reducing food waste uh, is, is good for the environment and is a way that we can all pitch in and help out? Yeah, no, absolutely. This is uh, kind of like the, the end game, and you are totally right. Um, in a way, what we are trying to do is uh, facilitate uh, kind of like conscious consumption and aligning everyone's interest in order to make good for our planet, right? Uh, as you mentioned, for the business, they make some extra revenue because by uh, selling whatever they were going to waste, they are in a way recovering a sunk cost. So it, it's, uh, it goes straight to the bottom line. At the same time, they are getting new customers, but it's also helping them improve their sustainability efforts, uh, as well as improving their image in communities and neighborhoods. Uh, uh, for the user or the consumer, it's uh, kind of like the same. They are doing well by doing good. They are getting a great deal. Uh, they are helping food retailers in their community, in their communities, and they are feeling good about eventually helping the environment. And as for the environment, some things that, uh, you know, a, a piece of information that not everyone knows is that uh, if uh, food waste was a country, it would be the third largest contributor to climate change after the USA and China. That, that is kind of like the extent of the problem we are trying to tackle here, right? So in the sense that, um, you know, both uh, consumers uh, and food businesses are, uh, are avoiding food waste, they are helping big time uh, toward solutioning this problem. You know, they are becoming part of the solution. So we're, you know, being in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis, what have been some of the obstacles, some of the struggles for you, um, whether it be in like uh, client acquisition or uh, getting uh, users to, to sign up for the pre-launch of the app or um, what what have been some of the things that have been difficult for for you as 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 the owner of that business? Yeah, this is a very interesting question. Uh, we were initially scheduled to launch uh, in May, uh, when this whole crisis uh, uh, you know took everyone by surprise. Uh, we uh, uh, you know we started to have conversations with uh, with uh, food retailers that uh, were very much about their own survival I mean, many of them uh, they didn't even know if they were going to be back in business uh, their primary concern was taking care of their uh, employees uh, paying the rent uh, uh, negotiating with the malls uh, and stuff like that so they didn't really have their, their or they couldn't wrap their heads around the idea of uh, launching a new channel because the, the business itself uh, was at risk, right? Um, this was kind of like the first couple of weeks, I would say. 
then many of them had already decided they wanted to be back in business and you know they were bridging toward that final goal in, in different ways some of them were being take out some of them they uh, had shut down but they were uh, you know just waiting to reopen uh, but at the end of the day they, they they have some time in their hands and, and they were actually free to think uh, forward right so uh, they got back in touch with us uh, and we started to you know uh, think about ways we could help them uh, get back on their feet uh, stronger than ever and uh, as of today they are very much seeing the solution as actually a part of their tool set uh, to come back strong I mean what they are saying is uh, very often they are going to be facing situations in which they will have more surplus than they usually have because uh, it's very difficult to forecast demand in a situation where you don't know what the new normal will look like uh, in some other cases, they have a stock uh, sitting on their shelf that is still fine, but will not be sold for much longer, and they need to get rid of. Uh, so, uh, you know, as I said, most of them will have more surplus than usual, and some others they just see the, the uh, you know, the, 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 the possibility that the, the platform and the marketplace give them to to uh, drive new traffic to to their stores. You know, tapping into a new uh, customer base and, and driving traffic that they desperately need to to get back to to normal. So I think uh, as of today, it's, it's been very positive conversation. They are very much looking forward to reopening, uh, and uh, and we will probably be launching sometime by by the end of June. That's my my guess as as of today. I, I think in these days we probably need to tag the the conversation date to. Uh, to make everybody realize that uh, we are in uh, in uh, May seventh, uh, I think, right? May eighth, actually. And uh, you know, in Florida, we are thinking that probably uh, in Miami Dade, in particular, where we are launching uh, next week, we should be uh, reopening, uh, and uh, from there, hopefully, everything will be in the up and up. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's hoping. Everybody wants to get back to to going to their favorite places to eat and, and kind of giving back to some kind of semblance of normal. Although I don't know what that's going to look like, uh, on a, on a, in, on a grander scheme, you know, one of the, one of the coolest things. So when, when you go on the love it, uh, website, um, and this I think is a really ingenious way of, of, of doing the, the kind of evangelism of the, of the app is you have a program. It's called the pioneers program. And that allows people with different skill sets. They don't have to necessarily be marketing people. They don't have to uh, necessarily be um, in the restaurant or, or food service industry, but they can they can kind of join in a green uh, grassroots effort uh, to help um, get the name, get the uh, you know the identity of the app out there, and and get some information out about it, and kind of uh, kind of just be a little evangelist for your product. So talk about that that program and how people can help get the word out about it and uh, how they can get involved. Yeah, sure. So this this program came out of a couple of uh, realizations on our end. On one hand, uh, you know, we actually realized that the change is going to be way more impactful uh, the more people join. Uh, and, and in order to make it mainstream, a lot of people have to join, right? 
Uh, and then when we talk to friends, uh, you know, to people in the schools or other members of our communities, everyone wanted to help. You know, people want to do good. And when they see something that helps them do just that, they are very quick to, to embrace it, right? So we created this program to kind of channel this uh, overwhelming willingness to help. Uh, it is very much in its infancy. And it will be, I hope, shaped by the pioneers themselves. We are just laying out the, the railroad. So when they sign up, uh, they can choose uh, how much time they can commit. Uh, and really anything works, uh, as well as the type of activities that they could be uh, involved in. So there are people that, you know, they can sponsor new stores or partners. They can bring new users. They can bring other pioneers. Uh, they can flyer in their communities, host events. Uh, do uh, public speaking on behalf of the uh, uh, of love it and you know help us launch in new cities uh, or use any type of uh, superpower that they have you know if someone is good i don't know at graphic design and we need some graphic design help we will be more than happy to to have them join the team so um you know we'll figure it out uh, along the way but i think it's going to be actually a, a very important lever for us to to take this mainstream and i foresee going to be a lot of fun for sure. It probably won't be the the most fun for us. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're on you're on uh, schedule uh for July one uh yeah. as a launch. Is how is that lead up to the launch going? Is everything running smoothly? Are you working out little kinks here and there, discovering things that you didn't know before? Yeah, we are ironing out a, a few kinks here and there, and you know we're, we're fairly aggressive in, in pushing new features, but we don't want to go overboard with that. Uh, nevertheless, as we speak with uh, customers and partners, and given the you know ever evolving situation that COVID has put us in, uh, we are trying to introduce some features to help them even further uh, with um, you know in their business. Uh, but uh, we are, I think, pretty much on a schedule. You know, I, I, I would hope that uh, by uh, July 1st, we can release our minimum viable product, so to speak. Uh, we are doing it uh, by invitation now. And everybody downloading the application will have uh, the, the possibility to actually give us as much feedback as, as possible about it. We, we hope it will be a smooth ride for them. And we don't have too many kings. And, to um, you know, to iron out, and hopefully by the end of the summer it will be, you know, fully functional and ready for prime time. Yeah, that's gonna that's exciting, man. So Miami is the first uh, location where you're gonna launch. Have you put any thought, or have you? Do you have an idea of where where it goes from here? Sure, we are launching in Miami Dade, as as you mentioned. Uh, but we have also people interested in Broward County and Fort Lauderdale. So probably after the summer, we'll be expanding in new cities in Florida. And after that, uh, there are a couple of states that uh, I think have uh, take wings for a business model like that, because uh, like this, because they have been enacting uh, legislation to fight uh, uh, food waste. So, uh, you know, we are closely monitoring them and they could probably be the, the next ones after Florida. Uh, we would finally love to go national and after that international you know, have a very international background and, and the team itself is very international these days we, we have people working out uh, or working for the company from canada argentina spain etc so uh, i think it would be uh, it would be great to to see the idea growing internationally 
Yeah, and, and it's gonna it's gonna be helpful no matter where it is, um, not only to the people that own the business, but to the to the consumer, and then obviously to the to the environment as well. Um, so, somebody that's interested in learning more about the Love It app, tell me what do they do? I mean, let's let's go through all the places they can find out, uh, website, et cetera, to to kind of follow the progress and to um, you know get more information, sign up to be. Uh, when the app is launched to be able to be one of the first uh, downloads and that kind of stuff. Tell me about that. Sure. So we have a, a you know, our website is www.loveit.com. Loveit uh, spells with two V's and two T's, right? Uh, this, this was an interesting learning experience when we were ch- trying to, uh, to to choose a dominion or a domain that wasn't uh, taken. So it's Loveit with two V's and two T's. Uh, dot com and there they can learn about the company and so on in order to for them to get an invitation and be informed as soon as the app is released they, they can go to loveit.com slash get a trash invitation um, and then with the you know the, about the pioneer program is loveit.com slash help us grow with the trash in the middle and the um, and I think uh, that's pretty much it. We, we are starting to, to establish uh, our social presence in Instagram. We are uh, Love It App. Uh, in Twitter, I think it's the same, Love It App, even though we haven't tweeted anything yet. We are getting uh, started right now. And in Facebook, is uh, as well Love It App. I think we are reposting whatever we, we post on Twitter on, on Facebook. So, uh, you know, the, the, the social media channels, they will start getting some traction. Uh, now and, and hopefully we start to get a lot of interactions and interested people uh, with with whom we, we are really willing to to engage. Right, right, Raphael, man, I'm really looking forward to this thing uh, launching and hearing more about the success of of everything that you're doing, man. We made it with first uh, the first inaugural episode. I'm really glad that you were able to come on. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best and uh, the best of luck as, as this thing goes forward, man. Yeah, likewise. We, I mean, we are totally honored to be the first ones in your, in your podcast. I think it's a, it's a super interesting podcast. And I don't know of any other out there uh, touching on the type of uh, topics that you're going to be touching on. Uh, so I'm, again, really honored as well as the whole team. Uh, and, you know, very thankful for the opportunity to be here with you today. I hope to to see you around soon. Yeah, man, you're welcome, buddy. We'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Tasty Scout Podcast. For updates on upcoming episodes, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tasty Scout or on our website at tastyscout.com. Until then, be local or be lost. <laughs>